Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> What's up, Deadhead crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I got a fellow Puerto Rican. That's right. I got a friend of mine. His name is Dodge Sandoval. He plays for the Mid-America Nazarene University. He also played last year for the Bluefield Ridge Runners. That's right, the one. Um, we talked about how he approaches the game as a catcher, how he handles every pitcher, uh, and, and, and how he looks at the game uh, from the catcher's point of view. Also, well, you know we got to have some fun at the same time when asking some fun questions. So without further ado, I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, I have yet another player of the Appalachian League. He used to play for the Blue Ridge Ridge Runners, Bluefield Ridge Runners. I apologize. Um, he is Dodge Sandoval. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing. Good. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me here. Are you kidding me? You, you are, you know, a, a fellow Puerto Rican. Right. Born in Puerto Rico. So, I mean, this was bound to happen. So I'm super excited about this. Um, uh, how are you doing, though? You're, you're good right now. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great right now. Um, just back in school, uh, back in business, you know, getting ready. Yeah. Our season. Ah, OK. All right. Uh, let's let's get the the uh, school part out of the way. Um, what are you what are you uh, what's your major in school right now? Oh, so um, I graduated last year uh, as a sports management major. Okay. All right. So this year I'm doing a minor in marketing uh, so I can play my fifth year. You know what? That's cool. Tell me, growing up back in Puerto Rico, um, <clears throat> how did you become a fan of the sport? I mean, uh, I'm the youngest of my brothers. Mm -hmm. So I grew up watching them play. Um and I just, I just fell in love with the game as a kid, watching Carlos Beltran play, like hearing all the stories about Roberto Clemente, and it just filled my heart, you know, like um, being there, uh, being on the baseball field, it just brought so much joy to my daily basis, where Heck I just, yeah. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to represent and follow the, the footsteps of, of like the Puerto Rican peers that made it to the big leagues and and left their leave their mark in the big leagues and i was just a huge fan of carlos Beltran, a uh, huge fan of jader molina and watch, watching those guys uh play growing up is just amazing and it's just gives mm -hmm. me that extra motivation that i wanted it and it helped me fall in love with the with the game that's awesome i love it uh you know <clears throat> obviously you know puerto rico is known for um, a lot of good baseball players, specifically a lot of catchers, right? Because you got yeah, the, you got the Molina brothers, uh, you got Sandy Alomar, you know, so you got a lot of good uh, catchers. So that's your position that you grew up playing, correct? Yeah. So um, I started more of a as a left fielder, third mm -hmm. base. Um, then like I started pitching when I was like fourteen, and then like at fifteen, I made the decision. I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to catch. I, I want to give myself the best shot to make it to the to professional baseball. And I feel like, I feel like baseball, like for Puerto Ricans is a lot, a little bit easier because mm -hmm. of the reputation we have as a cashers. So I feel like that was the, the path that I, I needed to take. Hey man, listen, that's a good reputation to have. If that, you know, that's awesome. Uh, you played every position then in on the field. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, so tell me, how did you 
get recruited to go to to college to play in college how how that go about so um coming out of high school i was in the carlos beltran baseball academy mm -hmm. so um i went to a showcase in in florida in florida in fort myers florida okay. yeah uh perfect gaming event and i found a scholarship for florida southwestern that was my first college mm -hmm. i ever went and my first semester like i didn't do so well I transferred out. I went to Western Oklahoma for one semester, and I stopped playing. I stopped playing baseball for for a year. I I just needed to like take a break and like just enjoy baseball again. Like start from zero, and I went back home. Started playing like Sunday league. Started like going back to my to my roots and like where like that love of the game mm -hmm. grew up. Like because like junior college for me was hard because like. It was just like it wasn't a it wasn't a game anymore. It wasn't fun anymore. It was just that added pressure of like you gotta perform. Everyone is coming for your spot. Mm -hmm. So like I needed to like fall in love with the game again, and okay. that's when like I decided to go back home, stop stop playing for a little bit, then like start playing like Sunday leagues and getting back in shape. And like I was looking for colleges and like my coach uh, here at Mid America, Ryan Thompson. Mm -hmm. He he contacted one of his uh, contacts from Puerto Rico, and he told me like, "Hey, I got this coach. He's looking for a catcher. Like, do you want to go back?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I've been looking for opportunities," and mm -hmm. like nothing happened for two months. And uh, I sent him all my information in October, and nothing happened for the first two months. And I was like, "Okay, so I think he picked someone else." And then like it was like December twenty third, and he called me, uh, and he was like, "Hey, like I, I have a spot for you." I need you here in two weeks. <laughs> wow. Working. I was working and I, I was paying my, my car and I was like, just like wowed with the opportunity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was a lot to take. Cause I like, I was like, I was already like giving up on that dream. Cause like, yeah. it was, uh, it was two months after like that. He got my information that he contacted me. So I was like, well, I was like a little bit hesitant, yeah. but I was like, I called my mom. I told her about it. She was like, say yes, you're going. No matter what, you're going. Go with you. <laughs> hey, listen, if a Puerto Rican mom says you're going, you're going to do something. Yeah, you're going. You, you don't you're have a choice. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I talked to my boss that same day. I was like, hey, like, this this happened. Uh, I'm quitting. I'm sorry. And then I was just ready to go. And I came here. My first day, I was super nervous. Cause um, I mean, I was I just was scared that I will have that same experience as a that I had in JUCO. Yeah. But once I I met my coach, like everything went away. Like he's like the nicest man on earth. That's awesome. I like that. I like to hear that. You know. Yeah. And and listen, and just because you know the JUCO route is a good thing for every uh, some people, it just doesn't mean that it's going to be good for you, right? Yeah. You got to find the right position and in the right place that is going to allow you to develop as a person, develop as a player. Um, and I'm sure you found that right there. Yeah. I mean, Juco was a great time. It like, it taught me a lot on like work ethic and like how to take things seriously and stuff like that. Like it was a great experience for me to go to a Juco, but like, like not, I, I would say not everything is like Juco and D1. Like I'm an NAIA player. Mm -hmm. And like, there's so much talent in this league that like it's unbelievable. That's and people great. just focus on like the main like oh like no I don't want to go to that school because it's a NAIA. But there's like big talent, big talent here too. That's awesome. That's great. I you know I I I went I went to a small school too, so yeah. I could not play baseball. I tried out, you know, and I was just I I found out really early on that I could not play the game. I'm a huge fan of the game. Could not play it. But you're right, though. A lot of times, you know, um, and, and I don't know how much it is now, but they used to put the 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 small schools down because, like, oh no, it's not a D1, you know, it's not yeah. that big school. But in the age of social media and the age of everybody marketing them, I think things have changed a little bit. And you know, obviously, you know, for you, it has worked out. Yeah. So, um, so tell me, um. 
working, you know, you're, you're in school, you know, right now and all that, how did the opportunity for you to go to uh, play in the Appalachian league, how'd that come about? So, um, one of my former coaches here at Mirror America, he was the mm -hmm. uh, uh, baseball operation guy for the Greenville Flyboys. Yeah. And, like, he was like, hey, there's some teams that are not – haven't, full, like, filled their rosters yet. And I was like, I wish I, I would have, like, an opportunity to go play there because that league seems legit. Like, I want to I wanna try it out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, like, are you being serious? I, 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 I thought you wanted to go home. I was like, no, I'm being serious. I want to play. And he was like, "Okay, so uh, give me all your information. I'll, I'll text. I'll text the owner of the league." And that's that's what happened. He texted her like an hour after. She called me like, "Hey, like, when would when would you like to fly down and like join the team?" And I'm like, "Wait, like, is this really happening? Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, it was like a like a big big decision for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, like, I played summer ball, but like I." It's always back home and you know like it's like sunday leagues it's never like consistent on a daily basis that you play baseball yeah this one was is a a this is a legit you know summer collegiate league you know they're, they're, they're not messing around yeah so like i flew down i remember like I, i couldn't make it to the first game i flew down and i flew i flew to the road like on the road i got to kingsport and we were playing uh Kingsport, uh, the Axman, the Axman that that yeah. night. So I get in like a, I would say like 8 a.m. Oh wow! Yeah, so I like I slept like two hours, got back, and once I get back to once I get to like Kingsport, my baseball operation guy is waiting for me, and it was just like such a welcoming like moment for me. It was great. And crazy. We, I just hopped in the bus and I felt like that, that team was a family since the beginning. That's awesome, dude. That's great. Yeah. So you, you, you enjoy your experience in, in, in with Bluefield, huh? A hundred percent. I wish like I could go back and just like, just do it again one more time. Cause like I went to the little league war series mm -hmm. in 2010 and I will put it right up there with that experience. And that's a lot to say. Wait a second. Hold on. Time out. Let's back up here a little bit. Hold on a second. You actually played in the Little League World Series. Yeah, I did. What? That's yeah. nuts, dude. I went I, I went in 2010 uh, with the Caribbean team. We were representing Manatee, Puerto Rico. And I played for, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, Jose Valentin. Yeah, yeah. His dad was the manager for our team. Dude. That's yeah. crazy. And, and that was like not too far from me because I was at that point, I was living in Ohio. Uh, and then obviously, you know, it's, you know, right there in Williamsport, but that's crazy. Yeah, uh, you're, you're my first guest that has actually played in, in the Little League World Series. That's, that's, awesome. that's crazy. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So like Bluefield, I'll put it right up there because like you get that like same amount of fans It's just like it's like it's like having a feel of what is like on the next level, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, you know, it, it, let me ask you because obviously the fans are very are very involved in you know in the Appalachian League, right? They are by far some very you know dedicated fans because it's a small town, right? A lot of these these yeah. towns they're very small. Uh, and this is their their form of entertainment and things like that. Um, it, it, that that level of competition. How was that level of competition um, for you with playing with all those? You know, those are very you know high caliber players all from across the country. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I think the talent in that league that I faced day in day out. It was just amazing. It was just. Like, it just gives you a feel of what, like, professional baseball is like. Like, you're not facing 85. You're facing 90-plus every day. And, like, you're, like, there and you're – you cannot believe it. Like, because, like, for me, it like, it's an opportunity as an NIA player, you know, that, like, we don't usually get those. And right, then exactly. Being there, it was just, like – it was, like, 
experience that opened my eyes to like what what it's like outside the NAIA, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that level of competition. It was just amazing. It was just being there, being in the moment, and you gotta make adjustments every day because like they they don't mess around in the in the Appalachian League. They just go. No, there. they don't. They're gonna they're gonna attack you and like they're gonna find your weakness and they're gonna fish to it. And they're like if if you're good. If you're a good hitter, they're not gonna pitch to your weakness anymore. They're just gonna pitch to their strengths, and they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get you out. I love that. I think, and you're right. I, you know, it's one of those situations where uh, you go from a college, right? Because you may be one of their best players in that college team, but then you go into you know uh, a team like you know the Ridge Runners, where you're just one of those good team, good players on that team, right? And then. You're gotta be. You have to be constantly be on your game all day, every day. And I think yeah. it makes you better. The competition makes you better. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you just have, you just gotta bring it day in day out. Like it doesn't matter what happens. You just gotta bring the energy, bring the bring your stuff. You know, bring your A game because they're gonna bring your their A, their A game and they're gonna they're gonna like they're gonna attack you and they're gonna try to get you out. And like be like being surrounded by players like like. I was, it was just an unbelievable experience, you know, like I was surrounded by guys that go to LSU, Georgia Tech, Eastern Kentucky, Clemson. Like I'm talking about guys that are going like power five D1 schools. Like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. I think that's, you know, and you say like, you're, you know, you're, you're not in those D1 and all that, but to be playing and be holding on, be holding your own, right. You're, you're, you were not going to go and give up, you know, you were going to fight for every, you know, play that you had available to you. Yeah. I mean, once I, once I went there, like my goal was to give my everything, you know, every day, yeah. just bring a game and just like, I wanted to like send a message and prove a point that, even NAIA players can be successful, you know, because mm-hmm. usually we get overlooked because they're like, no, there's not the same competition. So, I, like, my purpose was just to send a message. I, I like we're here and like we're, we compete as well in the NAIA level. Awesome, love it. I want to talk about your your experience in the uh, and you say you you were at the uh, Carlos Beltran uh, training facility, right? The the camp. Yeah, the baseball academy. Yeah. Baseball Academy. I'm sorry. So tell me about that. You know, how was that that experience? You know, because I'm sure that really helped you into what the play that you are now, and you know, giving you the opportunities that you have. How that? How was that experience? I mean, it's just a great experience for any young kid. Like, cause like we don't get the facilities that like and and the opportunities that people get here and like in the states. Mm-hmm. Cause like you don't. It's rare that you see like batting cage. You know, like. You're from Puerto Rico, like you, you know, like if you go, if you want to go hit, you just gotta go hit at the field and go pick up the baseballs and then bring it back. And come right and, back. Yeah, like it's it's just like it's tough to get like like the amount of reps you get on a cage, you know, because like right. the sun is like it's every every day it's like 85, 90 degrees, and you're hitting, and then after one round, after you pick up all the balls, you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, like it helps a lot because like you get the facilities. And it prepares you a lot for college because, like, you go to class half of the day and then the half of the day you spend the tra- training and, like, doing lifting, conditioning, defense, and hitting. And, like, you just, like, do those every day and it just, like, makes you, makes you so much better as a player. And mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to, like, get a taste of what it feels like to be in, ba- like, college baseball. Gotcha. So it's uh, – what's the – um. What's the grade level for for that academy? Like, is it all the way up to twelfth grade? Yeah, so they they go from high school freshmen now mm-hmm. to high school seniors. But like when I was there, it was just sophomore, juniors, and seniors. Ah, uh-huh, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Okay, hey, that's awesome. You know, it prepared you because you got your you got your your high school diploma, and it gave you an opportunity to go and try out up here in Florida. You know, up in the states in Florida and then you yeah. got uh, an opportunity. Um, so l- let me ask you, cause I, I don't know too much about, you know, the Carlos Beltran um, Academy, uh, but is um, something that I I've seen that's been going on lately is there's a lot of um, emphasis on, on the conditioning, right? Um, a lot of cardio, you know, you got to do some cardio, you got to do some, um, some, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and some yoga, you know, type things. Is that something that they are also, you know, making you guys do? Is that something that you approach yourself? How does that really work out? So, um, it, when I was at the Bowdrin Academy, it was four stations. Yeah. And you did all those four, four, four stations every, every day except lifting. Lifting, it was Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Okay. But, like, you will go to the field, do defense every day. You, you will go hit every day at the cage. And, like, we'll, we'll scrimmage here and there. Like, you know, like, it's just basically, like, college. And, like, we'll go to a track and we'll run sprints, like, We'll do like two 100 meter sprints, mm -hmm. two 150 meter sprints. So it, it's like, it's like a like training for you to like be elite, you know, like develop gotcha. speed, develop stamina, and like that endurance that helps you like stand up, stand up, uh, stand from the rest of the other pack, you know, like mm -hmm. just stand out, you know. I got you. Okay. Um. So and then let's fast forward to to now. Um. How is that? Um. How is your training, you know, how, how does, what does that consist of now? Because I'm sure it's a little bit different um, because you have a, a training uh, group that you deal with in your, in your college. How does, how do you approach that now? So uh, now, like, um, I just like to like, for like the season, mm -hmm. I like to keep it light on my legs. Cause I know I'll be catching a lot. Like last year I caught around 56 games. So I try to keep it light on my legs, but I still want to work those muscles around it where I don't I don't get weak or like lazy, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't want to get complacent. I like I still like want to work hard, but I just try to like go lighter on the weight mm -hmm. and just like just trying to stay in shape as much as possible. Like just like being a lot doing a lot of explosive movements. Cause like I feel like that helps me a lot to be prepared for the game. Mm-hmm. Just the explosiveness and that uh, the way of we the the we that I approach the the training, I want to be as explosive as explosive as I can when I when it comes to game time. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, listen, I get it. Um, so let's talk about uh, your diet. How does that work out? You know, how do you approach that? I mean, it's it's a little bit tougher here, cause like, okay. um, so where we live in our dorms, we don't have a kitchen. Like it's like. It's kind of tougher to like keep on a like a strict diet. Yeah. But I, I mean, I try to limit sugars, like just try to like stay hydrated as much as possible mm -hmm. and try to eat as much uh, pro protein as, as I can so I can help my my muscles heal faster. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely is true. Um, OK, so let's go into that into Bluefield. How how did you handle that that uh that workout regimen that you know that uh the the dieting is was that pretty much the same did they yeah, was, did they treat the same? Much the same uh i think in bluefield i got like a little bit more of a strict diet because like obviously like it's not the same when you're playing every day yeah because like um it's just like I, I got a little bit more strict on it i was trying to eat like more proportionated you know like Mm -hmm. getting the right portions every every meal and like stuff like that because like once you play every every game every day it's just it's, it just takes a tool in your body and like oh yeah you gotta, absolutely you gotta learn how to fight it okay so it's it's strict diet right and you and that's just the way it goes um so you're you're on the field what's what what, the, what goes through your through your head when you're behind the plate when you're catching like you know give us give us a glimpse into what your everyday you know ha goes on when you're playing a game i mean defensively i'm just trying to help my pitchers out mm -hmm. i'm just there for them you know like i like i, I tell my pitchers like once you once you go out there I, i'm you guys server like whatever you guys want like if you want like if you don't want to pitch I'm I'm not gonna go against it. I'm I, I'm just here to help you out. I'm just trying to make you better. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I'm trying to keep everything in front. Mm -hmm. I, I want I want to limit extra bases, what like free bases. Like I want to limit walks. I want to limit uh, like wild pitch, hit, uh, pass balls, all that stuff. Like I just want to I just want to keep it clean to to a point where they can trust me and throw any pitch they want in any count. 
and they trust me that like it's gonna be in front of the plate. Gotcha. So you do you do some work with them beforehand, let them you know they let you know what is the pitches that they use and all of that, and and you and you put a game plan together from there. Yeah. So uh, I usually like to uh, catch them in the pen before yeah. they go out to the game. I like to catch like at least like 15 to 20 pitches, see what they what they're feeling that day. If they're like their slider is good, changeup is not working well. So I kind of like go off of that. What whatever their stuff is in the bullpen, mm-hmm. that's what we work on the field with. Gotcha. I'm a I'm a catcher that I, I like to I like to pitch to my pitcher's strength. I don't like to try to find weakness on the hitters and like make my pitchers uncomfortable throwing in different mm-hmm. spots, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, you can find the weakness on that player, but you know, if the pitcher can't, you know, throw the ball that you want, it's just not gonna work out. Yeah. And so how do you approach um, the field? Is that something that you are constantly taking, you know, paying attention to when you're when you're looking at it? You know, are you are you helping the players shift a little bit or any of that? Is that something that you handle or do you do you let the coaches handle that aspect of that? You know, depending on the on the batter that you could that you come. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like let the coaches handle it like as much as they can. Yeah. But like. I know with the pitch calling, like if I'm like if I'm calling a pitch away, and I see my second base like playing towards the middle on a shift, I want I want him to like move a little bit towards that hole, you know, cover a little bit more ground on that side. And if it's if it's a hit down up the middle, then it's like it's, it's on me. But like I'd rather have you like where the possibilities and the odds say that that ball's gonna be hit. You know, if I if I call for a pitch inside, I want you shifted to that left side where we can get a hard ground ball right at somebody, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. I so love I kinda that. Like try to tip my, not tip my pitches, but I like before I get like, like I get in my, like my mindset of like, okay, like I want to, I want this pitch in this location, like in this location, in this spot. So, okay. So let's move them a little bit before the pitch. So mm-hmm. it doesn't look like I'm shifting the defense and tip the, the pitch to the hitter. Gotcha. Okay. That's awesome. Um, what do you do? What do you? How do you approach uh, batting, right? Because then, obviously, you still got a bat. How do you approach that aspect of this? Are you always paying attention when you're in the dugout? You know, you're seeing what the pitcher's doing and all of that. Is that something that you still are paying attention to? That. Yeah. So, um, so I started doing this last year. Um, I was. I'll start. I started by stu- studying the pitcher. I, I like to watch film on the pitchers before the game. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they do, like if they have a tendency where they leave their hands behind or like if they slow down their arm on, on off speed. So I started doing this like, like around, I would say February last year. Mm-hmm. And like it worked for me perfectly. But like, obviously, I don't I don't like to rely too much on film. Because mm-hmm. like there are some pictures that have tendencies in the film. And then when they're when they're facing you, they, they don't do it. Yeah. So I want to see, like, in the game, I'm trying to pick up something to, like, help my teammates, help myself out. But once I get in game mode, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm just trying to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, I'm i the guy that talks to everyone, like, have fun. <laughs> and then once I'm in the on deck, like, okay, like, let's cut it. It's, it's go time. Like, yeah, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to, like, take a good look of what he got working and, like, but like I'm, I, even though I'm playing around and being a fun guy in the dugout, I'm still looking like, okay, so he has tendencies. He has been throwing like a lot of sinkers, first pitch for strikes, or like I don't know, he'll he'll spin it a lot, a lot in the early in the count, and then like come with the hard stuff. So I kind of like get a game plan to attack every pitcher. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I- how do you handle that first at bat, right? You know, what goes to your head that first at bat? Is that a get to know the pitcher, what he's, you know, what he's going to bring that game to that game? Is that something that you handle it or you're just trying to get a hit right off the bat? I mean, every time I go up there, I'm trying to do damage. I'm trying to, get <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a pitch I can drive and I'm just trying to be on time for something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if you if you're throwing a hundred, I just want to be on time for it. Like, I just 
I just don't want to get beat by a fastball. I, I like I won't be cheated on my first AB because I feel like a lot of players take it easy and like oh like let me see what he got like take long ABs. If you throw me a if you throw me a fastball right down the middle first pitch, I'm swinging. Well, yeah, that's a different, right? Like if, yeah. if the pitcher's gonna give you an easy pitch right down the middle, listen, that's the the pitcher's fault, right? Yeah, I'm taking it like I'm 100 looking for to do damage because I. I feel like every AB is an opportunity, you know, and and you might not know what he has on the on the first AB, no. but like, yeah. But if you're aggressive, like uh, for me, hitting is a process of elimination. So if you throw me a hanging curveball and I hit a double in the gap, I know you next AB you're open, starting with a fastball or a changeup, but you're not. Because he's not going to give you that. He's not going to give you that curveball again. Yeah, so I kind of like try to take away their best pitch before, like early and early in the game. Mm -hmm. So I can get those secondary pitches like late in the game. So during the the fall winter season, what is it that you do as a player? What is that preparation looking like? So for me, I try to find weakness in my game, mm -hmm. and I try to improve those. Like last last uh, fall, I felt like I wasn't getting on plane early enough. Right, right. With the pitch, so I work on that off off. I, I didn't care if I struggle in BP. Yeah, I didn't care if I struggle like in scrimmage. I was just and I was just working on one mission to be to help my swing be at the best of my abilities. Sure, yeah, heck yeah. In February, I I want to be ready when it's go time, and I don't I don't care about no failure between August and and December because that's that doesn't count towards the season. You're not ashamed to say, hey, listen, I'm looking for my weaknesses because I'm looking to get better. That's the yeah. goal. At the end of the day, I need to get better. Yeah, like I, I mean, I just, I just grown so much. Like, this is like something that my head coach told me the first time I got here. Mm -hmm. He just said, "I just need you to be one percent better every day," and that's something that has stuck with me like since 2018 that I got here. And I'm just like, I gotta be one percent better, one percent better, and that's what I do. Like, even if the results are not what I want. The process is what is what matters because I know I'm working on my craft, and eventually, once I figure it out, it will be it will be like the it'll, it'll, I'll get the results I want. You know, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. You know, one percent better every day. I'm one percent better. I'm getting better every day. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people get into that comfort zone. Like I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like. Okay, like I'm not gonna work as hard because I'm good. I'm a good player. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and like I felt like that, like I couldn't be that couldn't be me, you know. Like, mm -hmm. like if I put good numbers last year, I want to put better numbers every year, you know. Absolutely, you definitely uh, want to get better every day. Yeah, every year. Yeah. Um. So so. Let me ask you, um, and this is something that you know I like. I, I hopefully I, you know a lot of players are starting to do and everything that mental preparation, right? Because you got the body preparation, you got your, your dieting, your workouts and all that, but there's also the aspect of mental preparation, right? Running through scenarios or doing meditation or whatever it is. Is that something that you, that you've done? Is that something that you're looking into do? How, you know, how, how does that look? So, yeah, um, for me, I like to visualize myself. Like I'm, I'm before the game, I'm over there, like taking swings with my eyes closed. Yeah, I'm just I'm just seeing everything like I'm just seeing I'm, I'm just picturing in my head the pitcher throwing the ball, yeah. finding the barrel like I want to feel on my swing without opening my eyes. I want to feel my point of contact where I want to hit that ball. Gotcha. Yeah, like just different scenarios like I'll put myself two two counts slider in the dirt, like taking a good pitch like I'll put myself in different scenarios in my mind. So I like to visualize myself getting barrels and like that helps me and translate to the game. Cause like, like, I feel like once you visualize yourself doing it, yeah, like you're, you're going to try to do the same thing you saw on your, on your vision, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I just try to also control my breathing. That's like the biggest part for me. That's like, has been the biggest change for me in my game. Slow things down. I was just going to say, tell me about that, you know, control your breathing. It, 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 is You're just slowing your breathing. Make sure that you are just like, yeah, you know. I feel like 
a lot of a lot of a lot of moments in my career early in yeah. my career i'll get i'll get ramped up with the moment yeah like if i'm if i'm in the in a big spot i will let that moment get to me like oh like i'm in a big spot yeah yeah i gotta perform i gotta perform and like like now that like i'm getting laid into my college career i'm like all right it's just an ab like just breathe yeah it's like Once you let that moment get into your head, every pitch starts looking nastier. Fastball looks faster. Off speed is breaking a lot more because you're yeah. not controlled. You know, you're like the game is getting up to you and it's it's just like accelerated. Every, everything is accelerated. So I try to slow things down, control my breathing, see the ball longer. I like that. I like that. You're just, you know, control the breathing, your mental aspect of everything, you know, and it's muscle memory, right? you know, it's just your brain is a muscle. So you got to work that out as well. And I don't think, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because there's a lot of people that really don't on any aspect of life, right. They really don't work on the, the brain on visualizing on mental uh, preparedness. And I think that's a really important part of aspect of any, um, uh, any thing that you're going to go do besides just playing baseball. Yeah. I mean, I just like to be prepared, like, in all aspects of the game. Mm -hmm. And I know mentally it's, like, probably, like, a 90%. Like, the baseball is 90% mental and, like, 10% physical. If you know, like, what to do, like, if you had that good baseball sense. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're a college player and you have a good swing, your swing will play anywhere. Yeah. It's just a matter of, like, are you prepared and, like, do you believe in yourself that you can do it, you know? Correct. No, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> before we go into my famous, that's the famous question. I want to ask you one more question. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Day of preparation, right? Your, your, your game day. Um, what, what does that day look like? You know, at the beginning, you know, from the very, from the moment that you wake up to the end of the game, the end of the night, how does that, you know, work out for you, Dodge? I mean, I just get up early, have breakfast. I like to go hit a little bit earlier. So, like, if reports at 9.30, I like to be out there at 9. Mm -hmm. So, I like to hit machine before the game. Gotcha. Because I, I feel like that gets my eye ready for, for below. So, I, I personally like to hit machine before the game. So, I like to go in at 9, get a good, a good amount of reps, stretch with the team, and then do our BP routine, uh, go to the local room, have some food, Like, just I try to keep it light. I try to eat some fruit, maybe a banana or an apple, just like something that, like, it's light. It's not something that takes a tool in your body when you're playing. Yeah, for and sure. And then just going out there, doing our IO and, and be ready to go. And as as the game goes, I'm locked in, you know, like, I just want to play hard, give my best every AB, every every play that I'm catching. Yep, yep. My best. And then after the game, um, just get some food and just take an ice bath. That That's the biggest part mm -hmm. for my rehab and my recovery because, I, I mean, I catch four games every weekend. Oh, so, wow. So, I, I, I mean, I got to take care of my body. And in Bluefield, it was a little bit different. Because we had a lot more, more a lot more time, mm -hmm. and it was night games, which is what, which was awesome. So we like I'll get up like around 10:30, have some breakfast, and then go go to the field like right after, like yeah. And we'll be there like at 12. We'll we'll probably get our a little bit of lifting, hit. I, I like I like to hit early. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of relax in the locker room and then take a shower and then go back out there and hit machine before the game. I <laughs> gotcha. Like, I, I like to like hit, relax, stretch with the team, do whatever, like BP, IO. And before the game, I like to hit like at least it was like 10, 15 minutes of machine every day. We had so much time in between from like, I mean, noon to 7 p.m. I mean, you just can get lost in whatever, but like, <laughs> you gotta, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try for it. You know, if you want it and you want to be successful, you gotta do it. I mean, you gotta put I in start, the work. 
I started I started slow at uh at the Apple League. And I was like, I need to be better. Like I see I see guys that are D1 that are literally going to a power five school and they're working harder than me. And like, how does that work? Like, I want to get to their level. They don't want to get to my level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I was like, okay, so like, oh, so, so he's hitting. I was like a little kid. Oh, he's hitting. I want to go hit. Yep. Oh, he, he's, he's resting in the locker room. I'm going to go rest in the locker room with him. Gotcha. Like that was my biggest thing. Like I want to, I want to be where, like, if I want to be where you're at, I'm going to start imitating you. Like, I'm not going to, like, do the same swing you do, but, like, I'm going I'm to go with you. Like, oh, like, he lifted this early. Okay, I got to be there, like, there, like, with him. Because, like, I feel like that's what separates them, like, their work ethic and all that stuff. And for me, it was just, like, I need I need to be that guy, you know? Yeah. I, I had guys that, like, super hard workers, like, Eric Grins, he goes to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Braden Joe Bird, Tarvel Johnson, Kendall Yule. Like, those guys are hard workers, you know, like guys that I look up to. Yeah. And, like, we still we still stay in touch. And, like, this is just – I mean, it's just amazing to have those guys in that core that, that they work hard. Like, I mean, it's just crazy because, like, you don't see that every day on a – on an NAIA school, you see that like in big schools where they yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. What what is what is your plan right now for for the rest of the of the season, the year? You know what you got planned? I mean, um, I'm just trying to have fun, enjoy my last year uh-huh. of college, and like I'm just trying to stay. I mean, stay being like humble. You know, myself enjoying the game. And after the season, I'll I'll make a decision where where I can go play independent ball, do some free agent tryouts, try to find a spot somewhere to play professional. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I I would like to keep the doors open everywhere, you know. Like if I if I could go back to Bluefield, I'll, I'll do it, you know. Like just uh, opportunities, you know. Like I'll take what's what's what coming for you, yeah. Best, yeah. What it seems to be the best option for me. In that moment, you know, like I'm not gonna rush myself uh, to make a decision that has not has not come yet. You know, like I just mm-hmm. wanna enjoy my time, do do my job here, and then whatever comes after this season, I'll, I'll decide what's best for me. Cool, good for you, brother. All right, so are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I guess this <laughs> this is the most serious part. Not really, actually, it's not even. There's zero seriousness to this. All right, so you are a fan. Um, this is the very the, this is the one question I ask everybody. So you go to a ballpark as a fan. What do you eat? What do you drink when you go to the ballpark? I mean, it's it's different because uh, in Puerto Rico, you know, we got like you know, <laughs> we got the goodies. You know, <laughs> that's what I would call it. But I mean, like I mean, Puerto Rico, you got that pork shop with tostones and stuff like that. But like. You got fried food. Let's just call it by what it is. We got fried food. And when you go to a ball game in Puerto Rico, you got your pork chops, you got totones. You know, those are the fried plantains, the hard ones, guys. So those uh-huh. are delicious. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, here in the States, I, I mean, you can never go wrong with the Nationals. Bro. Like, I go to I go to a lot of Royals games. We're, like, 25 minutes away. I go get those Nationals with brisket in it. And just Oh, bring- yeah. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. So are you a Royals fan or what's your what's your major league team? So um I mean I don't have like a set team. I mean yep. I, you refer everybody. I used to cheer for the Astros because I love Correa. Yeah. I, like I watched him play in Puerto Rico and he was just amazing. Like just like the best player I ever seen play. Mm-hmm. Like in, in real person. And then like it's just like I've always been a fan of him. Yep. But like I I was was a fan of wherever like Carlos Beltran was, Yari Molina. Uh, now it's like Carlos Correa, Javi, and Lindor. Like those guys. Like I just follow all the Puerto Ricans, you know. And like, ah, uh, hey, listen, so, we had our in our in Cleveland, we had uh, Lindor, and uh, obviously he was traded, right? I still got my Puerto Rico, you know, World Baseball Classic with Lindor's name and number on it, so I can completely understand. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what is the most emoji that you use the laughing one laugh, 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 
That's my favorite. I don't know why I put it on every sentence, I guess. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I put the LOL, which is, I'm always laughing. You know, I, I don't think there's a moment of me that is like serious. Yeah. Even on, on my podcast, I cannot find a way to be serious all the time. It's just, it doesn't happen. What is your favorite ice cream, ice cream flavor? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I like like butter pecan. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. Strangest thing that you have ever eaten. Ooh, strangest. I mean, you never know. Like I go to like a Chinese buffet and I never know what I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i don't even know uh, <laughs> you're right though that's hilarious yeah I, like... <laughs> I mean that's good all right you're right you're right <laughs> yeah oh my god that's hilarious what is your spirit animal a panda i don't know like okay all right a panda i'm a big guy i'm carrying uh I mean, it's just I, I'm a I'm a loving, caring uh, person, and I'm fun. I, I like to have fun with my friends. And like, that's what they call me at Bluefield, so I gotta go with it. They called you Panda at Bluefield. Yeah, cause like, so one time there was a like we were talking in the group chat, and I yeah. sent like a, like a little 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 picture of the panda, like kind of like embarrassed, and that's that's what they called me the rest of the uh, rest of the summer. Well, I'm actually looking at your Twitter handle right now. And it says Sandy, and then right next to it is the little emoji of a panda. So yeah, right. yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I stuck to it. I, I stick to it. Like now, now I'll embrace it. You're like, I mean, th those those guys are my family, and like they they were happy calling me that, so I'll I'll embrace it. Love it. See, see growing up, you know, uh, they used to call me Gringo because. I, listen, I'm as pale as it comes. Born in Puerto Rico, right? We're both born in Puerto Rico. Yeah. But I am as pale as it comes. There's <laughs> just, I don't get tan, I get red. Um, so that's funny. Uh, um, okay, pancakes or waffles? Um, uh, pancakes. All right. Okay. Um, are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl for sure. For sure. Okay. City or country? Uh, city. City. You're a city guy, huh? Yeah. All right, let's see. Okay, coffee or tea? Ooh, it just, I mean, it depends. Like, I like coffee. Mm -hmm. I drink a lot of coffee in the mornings. But, like, I like chai tea a lot. So, I don't know. But, like, other teas, I, I mean, I'll have to go with coffee because that's the only tea I drink is chai tea. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. Uh, tacos or burritos? Mm, I would say tacos. All right, tacos. I like it. Okay. Um, let's take a look here. Are you a cat guy or a dog guy? Dog. My man. That's right. I like yeah. it. I like it. A couple <laughs> more here. Do you, you're a Pepsi or a Coke? Uh, Coke. Coke. Even though in Puerto Rico, we everything is Coca-Cola to us. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola only. <laughs> yeah, no, they give you Pepsi and it's still Coca-Cola. Right. We call everything. Any kind of <laughs> yeah. soda is Coca-Cola. Okay, guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, your favorite movie snack? Uh, popcorn. Got to go with popcorn. Hey, listen, got to have the extra butter. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Your favorite sports movie? Ooh, Miracle. Ooh, okay. You went yeah. with a hockey movie. Yeah, which is interesting. But like, I mean, that was literally the first movie I watched with my team, with my teammates here in Kansas. Yeah. Um, a couple more, two more, and then I'll let you go. Uh, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? I mean, I'm a fan of pineapple. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, listen, I love pineapple. I just don't think it belongs on a pizza. But hey, that's just, you know, yeah, that's my I mean, opinion. I mean, I've had a couple of decent uh, pineapple pizzas. So, I mean. I <laughs> if it's there, there. If not, whatever, right? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to put it. But, like, if it's there, I'll eat it. There you go. Would you rather drive on a trip or fly? Fly, 100%. <laughs> you know, you're not about that road trips, huh? I'm not much of a bus road trip kind of guy. 
Well, you know, the miners is all monstrous. I know, I know. So, I mean, <laughs> I can handle it, but I mean, those balls are uncomfortable. I like, I like more of a fly flight and just like being there, like half the time that you take on a bus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, that thank you so much, dude. This was a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find you on social media? I mean, uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, Josh One Arhenis. Uh, and then my my Instagram account is Josh One Sandoval, like just straight like that. And okay. that's it. I'll put that stuff on our, on the show notes so that way can uh, people can go and follow you and and see where you end up. And good luck to you uh, in this coming year. You know, your senior year. Hopefully everything works out for you and whatever the future brings out for you, my friend. Uh, hopefully it's uh, some big things for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me here. Are you kidding me? It was a lot of fun, my friend. Thank you. Gracias. Okay. Gracias. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Dot. Make sure you guys are following him. I did put the uh, link to his Twitter so that way you guys are following him. Um, but before I go, you guys already know what I'm going to ask you, okay? Make sure you guys are following the podcast so that way you guys are always in the know when something is going to pop up, okay? Give it five stars, okay? Five stars means I go up, I go up, means more people get to listen to it, all right? So until then, guys, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean. And I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at, at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.